dear co-host Keelan Harvey. What do you got for Money Chat today? I like that, dear co-host. Mm-hmm. Well, I like to bring up some fun facts once in a while. A little bit yeah. of personal, a little bit of business. You and, never know uh, what you're going to bring in. Yeah, I can kind of keep it fresh. You never know. Um, but I was reading up on a report that was released here uh, from, uh, it was a new study from the National Council of Home Safety and Security released, and um, it basically goes through and it names the safest or not so safe uh, cities in our state here. And it was pretty interesting to go back and look at it because, uh, you know, apparently I grew up in the hood. I didn't know that. Uh-huh. <laughs> uh, Des Moines, like Tequila was last. Well, I, did, I was I Federal w- Way. That was really the hood compared to Des Moines. Well, I guess. it was. I, <laughs> it's all on the back end of this list. But um, they revealed that Oak Harbor uh, is number one yeah. overall. Bellevue's 40. Yeah, that's crazy. Which is crazy. I think that has to do you more. I think Bellevue would be number one. You would think so. Uh-huh. You'd think so. You, you, But I think it has to do with the population, too, because the population is significantly higher. Mm-hmm. So as a state, as a whole, the study noted that the state of Washington uh, had a 5.6% decrease in property crime and a 4.4% increase in violent crime from 28 to 2019. Mm. So it's really interesting how uh, all these little different areas, most of them are kind of south and southeast uh, that are that are bad. Issaquah was number four. That's pretty close to us. Yeah. It's getting yeah. a little better. Redmond was up there. The difference between 4 and 40, though, that's a big difference there is between a big, Bellevue and Issaquah. Yeah, a big yeah. difference. And I don't know if that's... That has to do with, I don't know. I don't yeah. know. I, don't, I mean, because it's close. Yes, really so, close. I don't, I don't. Yeah, and so, you know, when you're looking at purchasing a home, Keelan and I, of course, are your local mortgage experts, and we work with some of the best real estate market agents in the entire market. Uh, looking at everything that where you're buying your property, obviously price and the value that you're going to get might be important to you, but uh, determining everything else that that uh, area that you're purchasing has to offer is really important. So your real estate agent will be able to get you all of the data that you need to make the best financial decision. Great money chat, Keelan. Thanks for bringing that in today. Yes. Well, it, I think it's helpful for it these is people. Helpful. Don't move to the hood like I grew up in. Yeah. Well, there's some really nice areas. We don't <laughs> We don't want to say that it's a bad area because it is a beautiful area. But anyways, so <laughs> I thought I'd bring into one money chat today to talk a little bit about wire fraud scam and it's still on high alert. If you're looking at purchasing or, uh, a new home, you need to be on high alert for wire scammers. Uh, real story, not one of our stories, but the client story did make the news. And so I thought it would be um, uh, good information to bring into studio as a deal was being finalized with a client receiving an email from what he thought was his attorney. In this email, there were specific instructions about where to wire the $213,500 that he needed for down payment. Within moments of sending the money, the client discovered that the wiring instructions had been sent not by his lawyer, but by a scammer, and that he was a victim of wire fraud. But in this case, the client got lucky because he alerted his bank immediately and was able to put a freeze on the account before the funds were transferred. Now, the criminals operating in scams happened to act into the attorney's email, monitoring their account and closely following uh. everything that was going on during this transaction with all of those communications. When it came time to send the wire for the down payment, they intercepted the email and sent a fraudulent wire instruction to the purchaser. Now, in a fast-paced real estate industry where emails are highly sensitive, financial information and freely shared with little or no face-to-face interaction, scammers have the ability to go in and get all the information need needed to have these conversations and do the wire scanning by hacking into and closely monitoring the emails exchanged of the parties involved in the real estate transaction scammers are able to at the 11th hour to pose as one of the 
participants in the transaction and requested that down payment funds are wired to a fraudulent bank account. Having spent weeks intercepting personal information, the criminals were able to craft extremely compelling and customized email requests. Now, there are many players involved in the transaction, whether it's for the real estate agents on both sides, the escrow company attorneys sometimes are involved, lender and or a combination of everybody, plus you have your buyer and seller. They're um, able to have a lot of potential targets when it comes to email accounts of some, some, somewhere involved during the transaction. Now, the criminal can email the victim directly with wiring instructions and write down with authority, having monitored all the previous messages between the actual participants in the transaction. Now, they send emails from a spoofed account referring to the accounts that have been fraudulent and mimicked. Usually, one of the letters or in that email can be um, is a different letter, and that's how you can actually see. But the best thing for you to do and the safest route is to make sure when it comes to wiring your funds, you want to pick up the phone, call your escrow closer or your attorney, it depends on the state that you're in and where this transaction is closing, and just confirm that that is actually the wire instructions that are coming from that right person because there's been a lot of wire frauds, and this actually started quite a few years ago. There's been a lot of things that have come into play for protection uh, through escrow companies and through attorneys, but obviously... It's still on the high alert, and so you want to take every possible precaution to make sure, because, uh, boy, that would have been a drag to lose over $200,000 and possibly not be able to get it back. So that's our Money Chat for today. Coming up next, the importance of boundaries and their consequences. We have D Gupa of D Coaching right here at 1150 AM at KKNW after this short break.